church. All those of you who are gathered here, as well as those who are on joining us with Facebook today. So we are a gathered group around tables. I think we've come to like tables, so this is a, a nice configuration for us. You might just, it, it looks like everybody gets how to turn your chairs so your backs aren't on to us, but um, so welcome. My name is Bobette, for those of you who don't know me, and for those of you who have been gone a long time and maybe have forgotten me. No, I know. <laughs> You're unforgettable, Bobette. I know, I know. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to give us the full intro right now because I want us to just start with a worship song. We're being led by Betsy's team here. And yeah, just bring us in. All right. Well, let's celebrate joy in this house today. So would you stand with us as we worship?
we can bring uh, because you were there in the beginning when the world was created you were there and you were there in uh, a manger in Bethlehem and you will be here again coming on the clouds with glory and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord Uh, you are the God we worship today amen Okay, I'm just going to move this out of the way. Because clearly this mic is going to go back and forth. Um, hmm. So we are clearly an informal group. And uh, praise God for that, that we're a family. And we flow with each other. Okay, so today, this is our third week of Advent. We've now, this will be our third time of doing our version of the Lectio Divina. So for those of you who haven't been here yet, for those on Facebook who might just be joining in, what this is, is what we do is we read through a passage Uh, several times, and each time we leave space to meditate on it, to think about it, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through it. One of those times we will um, talk as a group together about what we might be thinking or getting, and we will have worship threaded throughout the day. So... What you have, what you should have, is a guide. So if you didn't pick one up, so they look like this. And they do have on the inside not only the passage, but they have the congregational response, which is on the bottom of the right-hand side. And a, a fair amount of order that lets you know, oh, we're in the second reading, this is what we're doing. Um, I encourage you to take these guides home as well uh, and use them as a meditational guide throughout the week to help you kind of get deeper into Advent in your own personal space. There's also some questions on the back that are not specific to today but might be helpful during the week as you meditate on things. I will make one note so as not to be confusing to people is that I printed these up before we ever started the series, so like a couple weeks ahead of time. And then I massaged the order of the service a little after our first time. That being said, the lighting of the Advent wreath doesn't come after the first reading, but it comes after the second. So I think it'll all be fine, and you'll get it, but don't get confused and worried that we go to the next reading without the Advent lighting yet. Okay. Now our readers are Scott and Janine, and they're going to lead us in the reading. But... That's right, we're ready. Okay. Janine. Sorry, this time was different than all other times. Okay, as you listen to the scripture, you can read along in the guide if you'd like. 
Um, or you can just listen quietly, hear the words, receive them, hold them lightly in your mind, wait patiently for the Holy Spirit to bring God's word to life and reveal Jesus Christ. So we're reading from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. And it shall happen in future days that the mount of the Lord's house shall be firm founded at the top of the mountains and lifted over the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it, and many people shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God, that he may teach us of his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall teaching come forth and the Lord's word from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among the nations and and be arbiter for many peoples, and they shall grind their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning forks. Nation shall not raise sword against nation, nor shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the Lord's light.
let's gather back together and join with me in the refrain that's at the bottom of the page. Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. Okay, now we have a worship. Oh, we're going to respond with worship. And this is a prayer. This time, as I read, you're asking the Holy Spirit if there is a word or phrase out of this reading that the Holy Spirit wants to highlight to you. You might want to underline it or write it down uh, to remember throughout the week. And it shall happen in future days that the mount of the Lord's house shall be firm, founded at the top of the mountains and lifted over the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it, and many people shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. 
that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall teaching come forth and the Lord's word from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and be arbiter for many peoples. And they shall grind their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not raise sword against nation, nor shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the Lord's light. gather back together and join in the refrain. Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. Now we're going to have the lighting of the Advent wreath.
of these words um, and um, how quietly he comes into the world but how much we need him Christ is born of Mary. 
So after this time that we're reading the passage, uh, we'll divide into small groups, two, two to four people around you, and, and talk about what the Lord has shown you. So keep that in mind as, as you're listening. And it shall happen in future days that the mount of the Lord's house shall be firm founded at the top of the mountains and lifted over the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it, and many people shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God, that he may teach us of his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall teaching come forth, and the Lord's word from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and be arbiter for many peoples. And they shall grind their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not raise sword against nation, nor shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the Lord's light. So go ahead and uh, gather in a small group, share any words that you receive during the meditation or thoughts that come to mind. Uh, is there a specific situation in your life that relates to this passage? Okay, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, good conversation going on. And it's always hard to call us back into the room together. But I'm going to. But that's okay because it's good to talk about these things that God drives deep into us with each other, and yet the conversation will never be fully done. Praise God. <laughs> she says, you all know I love to talk. Um, but let's gather our attention back to... The, uh, this room and join with me in the refrain. Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. Yeah, Abigail, can I get keys? Would you stand with us as we worship? We were 
saying to you, worship a God who uh, is corporate, who speaks to communities, but also speaks to individuals as you listen this time. Ask what God's personal invitation to you from this passage is. I want to write it down, give thanks, or simply rest quietly in the Spirit's presence. And it shall happen in future days that the mount of the Lord's house shall be firm founded at the top of the mountains and lifted over the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall go and say, come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God, that he may teach us of his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall teaching come forth, and the Lord's word from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and be arbiter for many peoples. And they shall 
grind their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not raise sword against nation, nor shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the Lord's light. Let's gather 
together again and join with me in the refrain. Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. Would you stand with us once again as we um, just close out, as we began? Enjoy. Sing joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord it is come. Okay, we're going to have some open sharing, and you can take your seats if you want, although you can continue to stand. It's a little intimidating and awkward for me, but <laughs> um, yeah, so be thinking. I, I know we've had a time now to reflect personally and with each other, and we will have uh, time to to hear some of that if God is moving you to come and share. I want to share a little something first, so, um, but please kind of center your heart if God, and ask if God is calling you to share something. Um, I told the group that I was sitting with that this year and last year, I wondered about having this be the passage. If you can only have four passages to meditate on, what are those four? Four. Obviously, we can meditate on lots of passages, but I picked four, and I picked this uh, both years, and I, I thought, is this really an Advent passage? Or is this the, the, the right one? And um, both, it's an interesting passage, right, to meditate on during Advent. It centers us really in war and confusion and the hope for peace. Not the reality of peace, but the hope for peace. In the future, it will happen 
that the mount of the Lord's house will be firm founded. That's our future hope. And it's in some small ways we kind of see the reality of it in our day to day, but but it's hard to keep that hope in most of what happens in our day to day. And even though we so often celebrate this season by thinking of a manger and a little baby and the cows, you know, mooing and the lambs doing whatever lambs do. And um, let's not forget that Jesus was born in chaos and war and a very dangerous time. In fact, I don't think there's been a time in history where it hasn't been about war and chaos and danger. And if you continue, we know if you continue reading in Scripture that it wasn't soon after his birth that Joseph had to pick his family up and flee uh, the nation, give up his whole family connection and go to another country in order to save Jesus and his family. And in fact, many babies were slaughtered during that time. We don't like to tell that part right now, but that was a time that many families grieved the slaughtering of their sons because the world was so afraid of what Jesus was bringing. Well, at least the rulers of the world were so afraid. We live in a time today where rulers and people in power are slaughtering the children, our children, and um, things haven't changed. This is our hope even today. And living in the now and not yet is a very hard place to live in. These, there isn't a, a word, I believe, that we have been meditating on today that isn't true. That isn't true to its very core. And to live in that truth with also the chaos and violence around us is very hard, and it's also what we're called to do. We, Our generation, like every other generation, this is our time to stand steady in our faith, even in the reality, because the world needs it. We need people of faith who are holding up a banner and saying, everything that's happening here is not everything that's happening and we need to hold on to something. I'm sure as you've been praying for the Middle East and Ukraine, you're praying for those families that are losing uh, their children and hoping that they find something to hang on to in that grief. Anyway, this, this is what God is saying, hang on to this. Don't give up thinking this, it's coming. It's here. It's coming. Um, so that was my meditation <laughs> on this. Uh, I don't know. Does anybody else have something they'd like to share? And thank you, Andrew. We're going to be doing a switch hit with the mic. <laughs> There's a, uh, a word in that came through in one of the readings that was read out loud that isn't printed in here. Um, I think it was in, Nicole said it was in one of the songs, and then uh, at one of our repeated readings, it said, the reader said, and they shall grind their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks for gardening. (laughs) And for gardening isn't in here because it's, got farmers in mind and you know I'm not a farmer um, and I've definitely never used a pruning hook um, or a full-on plow Um, but I was gardening yesterday (laughs) 
I've got mud all over my pants still. Um, it's an ordinary thing. The opposite of war is the ordinary work of daily life. It's not a, you know, self-care, glowing, sitting by the, you know, at ease uh, with the latest scented candle. <laughs> it's the work of ordinary, everyday life is peace. Sheltered from violence. I live in a neighborhood where I, I hear gunshots each year. Um, but enough shelter so that that ordinary work and labor can go on uh, in the good earth that God has given us. And so when you pray and work, pray for God to shelter that ordinary work of everyday life in which we have our rituals and annually go up to the house of the Lord to praise and learn. Lord, grant us peace. Grant us that shelter of everyday labor. Sheltered from exploitation, oppression, and violence. Worked together in, in hard work and help. And bearing good fruit. Grant us peace, O Lord, in Jesus' name. A little bit related to Babette's word about the now and the not yet. Um, you know, this passage seems to imply that God is the one who's going to teach us his ways and and I wonder if Jesus had this passage in mind when he commissions his disciples in Matthew 28, says, go into all the nations and teach them to do the stuff I taught you. I wonder if there's a way in which we hold something in the now, but not yet, of teaching the nations these things. You know that stuff I taught you about loving your neighbor? Go into all the world and teach the nations those things. The Sermon on the Mount is teaching God's ways, learning to walk in God's paths. And there's something of an invitation or maybe responsibility for those of us who know the Lord to be in that role of teaching his ways and walking in his paths. Lord, I would like to um, just give you that job. It'd be a lot easier and you'd do a lot better than I would. And yet when your son was on this earth, that's what he told the people who followed him. Go into all the world. Teach them all that stuff I taught you. Lord, would you give us opportunities to go into the world and teach individuals and communities and nations these things. Empower us through your Holy Spirit to at least be a partial fulfillment of this passage that we've been meditating on. In Jesus' name, amen. Better move to my mark. <laughs> is there anyone else? Uh, is there anyone else? Diana? <laughs> Following up on Andrew, Andrew's statement about work, I heard a radio report today that this is the season of the olive harvest in Israel and Gaza and the Mediterranean. We had the privilege um, earlier this year of visiting a region of California that has olives, many, many olive trees, olive plantations. So I've had a chance to see an olive tree and see olives ripening, but very early and, and 
have had this fantasy about going to the Holy Land and sitting under an olive tree someday. Bucket list fantasy of mine. When is that day going to come that I can go and feel safe to fly and to just be there? I don't know. But the report that I heard was that the olives currently are being are separated from their farmers. The farmers are separated from their land and their olives, and their olives are going to drop and rot. And the phrase, the spoils of war, came to mind. The new kind of spoils, not treasure looted, but stuff that rots because workers can't get to their fields and their crops. And I think that's going to be my picture for the rest of this Advent is, oh, Lord, how long? How long? And it's just so ironic that it's pruning hooks and plowshares that are the image of the opposite of war. And fields with rotting fruit, nobody eating, nobody, no oil down Aaron's beard. You know, that was probably olive oil that was referred to. When there's war, there's just rot. May it be so. Yeah, I think I'm going to close with prayer. And so we've talked today about the hope, and we've also talked a lot about the reality or what we think is the reality. And those images don't go together very well. So, Lord, I I just put all of that before you and join our voices and names into what was spoken in Isaiah, the hope that your house will be firm-founded and that all the nations shall flow to it. That seems so impossible, God. How? And yet, you said in your very coming that you had a way, that you would show us a way through that. And we confess that we don't understand that any more than the Israelites did when you were born. Or when they saw you do what you did. The miracles, the, the teaching. When it was dawning on them that there was something special, something of God on you, they still didn't understand it. We don't either, Lord. I mean, we, we talk about it, but in our heart of hearts, we're still, like everyone else, struggling in the reality of the rot and struggling to keep our hold on the journey that we're on to the mountain of the Lord. So we pray in unison, Lord, that we are all on a journey. And we're not quite there yet, but you are there, and you are here, and you are here in this moment, and you are there in the future kingdom, and you have been with us all along. You were with the Israelites even back in Isaiah's time, even in Abraham's time, even in Adam and Eve's time, you are present. And we are going to stand and proclaim the reality of your truth, that you are present. And you are reclaiming your creation. 
You are redeeming it. And there is redemption and hope to be found in the midst of today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.